This episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast is brought to you by the Word for Word Bible Comic. The Word for Word Bible Comic is completely unabridged. Not one word is missing. The pictures are accurate to the historical and cultural background and help immerse the reader in the ancient setting. Due to the corruption of mankind, the Bible is bloody and filled with complex adult themes of abuse and betrayal. This comic is therefore aimed at adults and older teens. The Word for Word Bible Comic. Order yours today. Your lack of faith is disturbing. What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 235 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. What up? This week we're geeking out about Amazon's answer to Stadia, whether or not Avatar 2 is actually happening, and Nick Fury's new TV show. Which you would think would just be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, but it's not, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> First, we'll shout out to our Patreon at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace. Specifically, Ryan Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayman, Peter Teller, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Caleb Ardoin, Robert Hudson, Catherine Van Gogh. Thank you so much for giving uh, everything that you do give. Uh, and then, before we get into the podcast, we have like an announcement. If you are on Patreon, uh, you've already seen it uh, from a couple days ago. But, okay, first of all. I really, really appreciate all of you. We all super love um, our Patreons. You all are amazing. Uh, yes. You are the reason that um, we've been able to do so many amazing things. Um, God has really like used you to do some awesome stuff, and we appreciate that. Um, so we're going to talk about the new website, and with the new website came a lot of really cool things, uh, along with an easier way to give and that is through Give Lively. We partnered with them. They use Stripe uh, for their, it's a company that you know runs credit cards, basically. Um, so there's a small fee that gets taken out of that, but it's a smaller fee than what Patreon uses. Yes. Uh, plus, it just it's way more easier to give for um, you, you all. You can do uh, it right so, on the website, which is cool. Yeah, geekstoryace.com slash give, or you can even text 44321, the word geek, and that'll get you what you need. So what does that Uh mean? Why am I bringing it up on the podcast? Well, first of all, Patreon is very reward heavy. Give Lively is not. Um, And so we are kind of distancing ourselves from the rewards. And that means that everyone's name that I just said, uh, we're no longer going to be putting those out on the podcast. Uh, which just means that we're going to have to find other ways to show our appreciation to you all. That's what it means yes. to me anyways. Challenge accepted. Um, and I, I want to be able to let you guys know that we appreciate you, but I don't I don't want it to be as transactional, or we don't want it to be as trans- transactional as Patreon yeah. kind of sets it up to be. Um, so that's a big change. And then the second is I said it's easier to give than ever before, but if you're giving to Patreon, then you're probably like – I. It, easier than doing nothing every month because i've already set up my account that doesn't make sense uh, and so you were you were correct it's easier for new people to come in and jump over uh, if you would like to jump over you can do so again that's geeksnergastcom slash give or texting geek to 44321 but you don't have to patreon itself is not going away we're not going to delete our account 
but do know that when you're giving through Patreon, uh, Patreon takes a little bit more money from us than it would give lively or you know on our website mm-hmm. um, doing it that way. So kind of keep that in mind if you want to be conscious of like where your money is actually going. Um, the actual the nonprofit geeks and race will be getting more to switch over, but you don't have to. Um, if you don't want to, we're not going anywhere. In fact, so, I'll be honest, we're pretty bad at Patreon anyway. Yeah, we've got two rewards. Mm-hmm. They are shouting out the podcast, uh, which we're pretty consistent about that. I was going to say, we're uh, pretty familiar with that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the other one is, I think, shout outs to YouTube. And we don't do a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. And I think it's more expensive. Um, yes. It's just been something that we've always kind of struggled with. And a part of that is because we're a nonprofit. Uh, mm-hmm. If you... If we, if you donate and we give you something in return that is tangible, then it's not a donation; it's a transaction, and legally, like you're, you can't do that. That's not a nonprofit. It's not a yeah. donation. It's a we we learned a lot product. these past few months, you know, especially as you know we tighten up as or as as an organization from the from the back end and you know all the legal stuff. So yeah, uh, so like if we were to give a T-shirt out or something, which we would always thought about doing, is like you can't. If it's if you give, we give you a new T-shirt or something every month. Then we can't do that. Um, yeah. So we've always kind of yeah. lagged behind on on the reward system. Um, but I don't know. I'm really excited. I think even if you don't want to go uh, switch over again, like you don't have to go through all that process if you don't want to. Um, you should go look at it. It looks really really cool. Maybe just text that number and look at how that all looks. Um, it's I'm so excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, this. This was like the hardest part was letting you guys know that, but we appreciate you. Also, saying uh, giving away t-shirt isn't um, coincidental. We have t-shirts that will be on a shop very, very soon. Um, yes, for purchase and stuff. That's pretty hype. Yeah, I know a lot of people have been asking for them, so. I don't know. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I was kind of stalling while I figured out what I what I had forgotten. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, you can listen to the podcast live on Discord. Uh, if you don't know our Discord, you can connect through the website in the community tab. Uh, but there's for Patreons is like a Patreon exclusive channel, a bunch of channels. And right now it's for Patreons. That will remain. We'll call it something else, but it'll be for people like a supporter channel or something yeah and you can actually listen to the podcast every monday is when we record on that you can do that now you've always been able to do that uh, but you can continue to do so uh into the future Mm -hmm. one reward that's not going away uh so yeah we love you we can move on wanted to get that out there uh it did feel a little bit like pulling a (laughs) band-aid yeah i made that joke i said they just pull the band-aid yeah it's gonna be good for the long run though yeah Yeah. definitely i i feel like for a lot of you uh the most of you i would say um probably didn't really care about the shout outs it was a a cool perk but that's not why you're giving to a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um so hoping that's the case and we don't lose all of you if that was the only reason i am sorry and uh you are um you are i gave you my blessing to to cancel on us if you if you feel you need to (laughs) i'll be sad but i understand all right, we're getting into the games. Well, uh, LJ, I've been playing nothing but Skyrim. Uh, what are you? What are you playing? Uh, so other than Among Us, which 
both Shelly and I have played. Say everyone's been playing apparently. Yes, it's fun. So I we... saw the memes for Among Us, and I thought they were memes for Fall Guys. No, <laughs> like well, I thought it's funny it was just they are. They they're very similar looking. Yeah. Characters. Um. <laughs> so. Oh. So I guess I'll talk about that first then. Uh, we streamed it Saturday. So. <laughs> so. Last week, Jamie streamed it on Monday, which he did again tonight, uh, and then Shelly streamed it, and then I streamed it again on Saturday, so it's just one of those things we, we've ran with, because it's been so much fun, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a really fun highlight on our Twitch channel that people can go check out, and when Jamie and I got an imposter win, and we kind of blamed some innocent people, which also sounds very unchristian, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of feels weird saying that, but it's a lot of fun, like... It's, it's all in good fun. Like, if you're taking it seriously, then you shouldn't be playing, basically. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I'm probably going to stream it again this weekend. Uh, what can I say? I mean, everybody's heard about it. You know, it's the next... It's the hottest thing on Twitch and YouTube right now, so... Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Among Us. Um, and then I've been playing Hades, which is the newest oh. game everybody's probably heard about it too uh this one as well it came to the switch recently and it's the next game from super giant games who did bastion transistor pyre uh it's been on it's been on epic game store for like two years it's been on steam for like almost a year uh it's a roguelike and it's set around greek mythology and you play as the son of hades and he's trying to escape uh tartarus and uh you fight a bunch of cool enemies and creatures and stuff and uh unlock new weapons and and skills like you get blessings from the gods uh and basically they um they like pop in and like have a message for you like and stuff like that like they're all these unique characters and so if you're into greek mythology like i think it's it's really cool and it's got good combat and super giant games is known for their combat and it's got their well, it's got their famous art style, voice acting, and soundtrack. Like, I've never played a bad game from that company, so nice. uh, I, I highly recommend it. I've heard good. I've heard really good things from Hades. I don't have it, it yet, but I plan to have it eventually. It uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a roguelike, but the story evolves as you progress further, as you <laughs> progress and beat different bosses and get past certain points. So uh, I really like that. It it somehow manages to have the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's cool because I feel like I'm not... I don't always hold on to roguelike games. Like, I, yes. I get roguelike games and then get bored of them. But what I love in games are, are characters and relationships and, like, it just sounds like it has all that. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, maybe I'll give it a try. <laughs> it totally does, and it's super fun. So, mm-hmm. Super giant. Yeah. <laughs> there you <Wow>. go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Cool. What about you, so, Shelly? Yeah, um, also Among Us, that's just, it's just fun. Um, it's just a fun time. Um, whether you're playing online with people or all in the same room, I got to play with my friends all in the same room. We're all just like on our phone. And, and oh, so cool. It's, it's just a great time. So, <laughs> it is free on phone, by the way. Yes. So, if you phone, are interested in just that. like trying it it's it is literally free so and that's really why that's why it's so accessible because mm-hmm. everybody can play it's free on your phone and i think it's you like can pay five it. bucks on steam yes and so i think it's that's what's cheap. so accessible so it's easy for so it's easy for us on the stream team to get it on pc and stream it and then just tell everybody like hey want to come play and they play on their phones 
Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's. Well, I guess I'll talk too. about it next week then. Yeah, there's yes! cross Join us, Cody. Sweet. Anyway, <laughs> don't need to plug this game even more. It's just, yes. it is, it's honestly just a good time. That's all I gotta say. Um, Downloading now. The oh, other game oh, I've been playing, goodness. it's not a video game, but it is a game. Um, I, for the first time, tried out Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Um, oh, cool. Some friends and I, uh, we've been playing D&D 5e for just like so long, and we all thought, maybe we should try Pathfinder. What is, what's this about? Um, but it is kind of funny because like none of us have really played Pathfinder at all before, including our DM. Um, so we're all just like, "What exactly are we doing?" Uh, <laughs> but we're but we're doing a official like Pathfinder quest. It's not something that our DM made up. It's not homebrew at all. Um, so like it's an official story with official things, um, and it's really it's super interesting because. Roleplay wise, it's very similar to D and D. Like, there's still a lot of aspects that are very similar to D and D because it is still just a tabletop RPG. Um, but there's just there's a lot to keep track of. Which there's a reason I don't play magic users in D and D's because there's a lot to keep track yes, of. Yes, it's, yes. It's even more insane with Pathfinder. It's hard enough being a paladin, like you know, like, uh-huh. there's just so much. Honestly, there's still even that. You're just like, can I just divine smite him? Just smite him? Like, why do I? Why do I <laughs> yes. need anything else? Honestly. That's... That's what I do. Yeah, it's so fun. I love Paladins because of that. Um, Yeah. But just because it's a one-shot, we did a one-shot even though we're splitting it into like two sessions just because it's a big adventure. Um, I thought, no, I'll play a magic user. I just never play magic users. I kind of regret it a little bit, but I also love my character. Um, So I'm playing a druid. A druid gnome from the swamp. Um, Her name is Shreka. For obvious reasons. She has... <laughs> Shreka. <laughs> She's from the swamp. Um, <laughs> she has a crocodile named Isabella and a shoebill familiar <laughs> named Billy. And it's very fun. Um, I just imagine Avatar The Last Airbender swamp people. No, that's kind of what I was going for. Like, Shreka <laughs> comes from Shrek, but I don't have, like, his accent. I have, like, the kind of weird drawl that, like, I, I kind of go for the crazy... Um, I love it. Yeah, Avatar like Last Airbender sort of vibe, or like the crazy kooky guys in um, uh, Princess and the Frog, the guys who live in the swamp. That's that cool. sort of that sort of vibe is kind of what I'm going for. Um, but so that's pretty fun. But there's just there's so much to keep track of. Like my whereas I'm used to with D and D having like one, and actually I use D and D Beyond at this point. Um, yeah. Just because that's super nice, but. Hey. Um, if I don't use D&D Beyond, I'm used to just having a character sheet. Like, literally mm-hmm. a paper that's just... Just has everything. It's very convenient. It's easy to read, um, depending on your handwriting. <laughs> but but Pathfinder... And, like, potentially you could have another page that has some extra stuff if you want, like, spells. That's fine. But Pathfinder... There's there's just... There's so much. There's, like, your first page with everything. Then there's, like... <laughs> There's like five more pages. Like I have an entire page for my companion. I have an entire page for two pages for spells. I have an entire page for like character, just like information. I have an entire page for like items. And it's just a little overwhelming to me. Um, So I don't really know how it would go if I like started, like if we start a campaign from level one, we're doing level mm. five. Um, So maybe it would, I would be more used to it if, if, if I... Didn't just jump in at level five, but I don't know. I'm still having fun. I'm definitely still having fun with it. It's just like, it's very different. It's a lot more. 
It's more different than I thought. I, I've heard people compare it to 3.5 um, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which I've only played once. And it mm-hmm. wasn't even really 3.5. It was, we were just using 3.5 character fifth. sheets. Yeah, we were using 3.5 character sheets, but the rest of the system was kind of homebrew, so I don't even really mm-hmm. count that as 3.5. Um, but if you like tabletop RPGs, if you've played D&D, like, go ahead and get Pathfinder a try. Just be prepared to be a little overwhelmed. It's it's intimidating, um, but you can mm-hmm. get through it. It's still fun besides that so you just have so many options you can just do whatever you can make whatever character you want and that's that's the cool thing over D D is like if you have an idea for a character you can almost definitely make it in pathfinder because of all the options you have whereas sure. in D, you kind of have to like settle for something that's kind of close so that's cool um that reminds me in a couple weeks uh my friends and i are going to be moving on from our current campaign that that we're doing on saturdays and we're going to be starting this thing called dark matter and I think uh, there was one, when I looked it up just now, I'll put it in the Skype link, uh, in the Skype chat for y'all, but uh, it's like a sci-fi themed one, and uh, a buddy of mine bought it on Kickstarter, and so nice. uh, it sounds really cool, and so we're going to be starting that in a few weeks, so I'll be excited to talk about that, uh, but it's all like sci-fi themed and stuff. It looks pretty awesome. Lit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll go ahead and end and get into the gaming news. Gaming LJ. news. Okay. Um. So, the first piece of news that we have it's a little bit weird this this week. Um. So uh, it is uh, Amazon's answer to Stadia, which is called Amazon Luna, uh, got announced this week. Yeah. And big deal. Yeah. And so it's got a controller that looks very cool, uh, very Switch like, and it looks actually looks a lot like a Stadia controller too. Uh, so I signed up for like possibly like early access. Um, so what it is, it's basically the format I think they're going with is they have an introductory price of like $6.99 or $5.99 I think it is. And so this will give you access to like the Luna Plus channel, which is a list of games you'll just be able to play like whenever you want. I I saw Control on there specifically. I I think there was a few others uh, in like the advertisement. But the idea is that uh, you'll be able to pay for add-ons from different publishers. So you'll be able to pay for like an Ubisoft channel. I guess they're in talks with Ubisoft. And so basically you'll be able to play through, you'll be able to play a list of Ubisoft games and so on. Like that's kind of seems like the format they're going with. I'm I'm sure you'll be able to buy individual games if you want. But uh, I I like the sound of this because Stadia just has a monthly fee that they've been doing and they've only been offering like a few different games but uh, I don't know it sounds like you know they know what's worked and what hasn't for Stadia so I think uh, this is this is what they're going to do this is their gaming platform I think in the past we've shared news that Amazon is working some, on something gaming related mm-hmm. and That's so I think true. this is it it's just so crazy mm-hmm. it, it goes to show kind of like something we already knew is that we don't really own Yes. Uh, our games anymore. Yes. Which is sad. Especially. But an idea that, like, a channel, if someone gets mad, they can just turn that channel off, and then that's <laughs> it. You know, if there's a fight, a dispute between the two companies, that's all it would take. And then it would be like, oh, that channel's gone now. You can't play those games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a partnership. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens in TV all the time. Yeah. Uh, you'd be watching, yeah. you know, DirecTV or whatever. You have, like, a ton of channels, and then some channel gets, like, People are, yeah, it's on contract. Then it's gone. 
Yeah, so that's kind of like, I found out Game Pass is pretty similar, like, in a way that, like, developers have to sign a contract with, like, Microsoft or vice versa, like, so that way they can have their games on there. So it's, um, yeah, in a way, yeah, if something happens, like, if it's a limited partnership or something. Uh, but, yeah, this sounds cool, like, especially at that starting price. Uh, I'm pretty sure Stadia is more, and you still have to pay individual uh, prices for a lot of games on Stadia. Uh, I think Joe has used it. I've never played Stadia at all. Um, I've tried X xCloud a little bit. But, yeah, this Amazon thing sounds cool. Like, a lot of people are already in the Amazon ecosystem, too, with, like, Amazon Prime. So maybe they'll have, like, some deals with Amazon Prime, Twitch integration or something. Like, there's a lot of... It seems like it could do a lot of cool stuff. Imagine the future where no one has cable, but everyone has, like... 17 streaming services including game streaming services mm -hmm. that's exactly what this sounds like it sounds Ugh. like <laughs> I kinda yeah that. <laughs> yeah and then um apparently you'll be able to play off of your fire tv products as well of course uh, which i think is kind of cool it's, that is smart actually yeah um i think it's coming to android later but they've said for pc fire tv devices and uh iphone which is also weird because you can't play xCloud on iPhones right now. Or Stadia. Um, so there's, there's a bunch of weirdness going on there with Apple's uh, policies on, on game streaming and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that is, uh, that's Amazon Luna. And uh, this next piece of news is more... I put it in here more for laughs. Um, but uh, Farmville is ending at the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, what the? It's so crazy to hear that <laughs> name again. I know, right? I remember in like elementary school. Oh yeah. I was my gosh! Like a little I've... kid, and my friend's parents were playing Farmville and trying to convince like me to get school, on Farmville but... so I, I could help say, them. That makes me feel old. <laughs> and I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I. It, it's kind yeah. of like crazy to think because it's been around so long. I feel mm -hmm. so bad though because the people that are playing that are super dedicated at this point. That's oh, true. if they're still playing, they've been dedicated. Yeah, they've probably put so much time, oh. and I assume resources. I don't know how it plays, but I bet you can put money into that thing. Oh well, uh, yeah. Into yep. the game. Yep. And that's all gone. Well, so the the thing, so when you talk about money, putting money into it, the thing, the reason why it became so infamous. It was because people send, like, so Facebook did this thing where, like, mobile games do it too, where you can uh, send people stuff or send requests for people to send you stuff. And so that's where, like, the meme, my favorite meme that came out of this is uh, the picture of, uh, of Medeo where, where she's got a gun and it says, send me another game request. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what that reminds me of is the memes most of all. And, uh, yeah, I know a lot. I know a few family members I can think of that I got those game requests uh, from all the time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of crazy to think, like, oh, that wasn't dead yet? Dang, yeah. There's been various offshoots as well. Um, I don't know what's happening with those, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like... And I think Zynga, or Zynga, however you say it, is owned by another company, right, at this point, too. I can't remember which one it is, but... 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I just had to laugh at that news and throw it in here. Uh, <laughs> it was actually a fairly quiet week in gaming, uh, despite, uh, I think the only other thing I could have talked about was how the Xbox SSD drives are going to be like 200 bucks. Um, which is typical, hmm. which is typical for a solid state drive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, everybody's already been talking about that news, so I didn't want to beat a dead horse. So, uh, that's it for gaming. All right. We'll get into movies. Shelly, any movies this week? Nah, but I did watch TV, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about TV later. Cool. I, I totally understand that. I didn't do any TV. Oh. Yep. I thought you were going to say you didn't out. do movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did watch a movie. I, uh, I'll i let you go first, LJ, and then I'll talk about Enola. Oh, okay. Go, I mean, you can go ahead. That's cool. Too late. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, I mean, yes, and LJ. <laughs> the, first the rule mo- of improv. Okay. The, <laughs> the movie I didn't watch was uh, anything like too special, but it's called Hotel Artemis. And Artemis Fowl? No. Oh. It's not as foul as that movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, it's called Hotel Artemis, and Hotel it has California. Jodie Foster, uh, <laughs> Dave Bautista, and oh. uh, it's got a couple other uh, well-known actors, and it's it's pretty good. So it's about this uh, hotel uh, slash hospital. <laughs> You keep trying to throw me off, and it's, it's hilarious. Hotel um, and a hospital. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's, it was challenging my thought process. <laughs> uh, so it's a hotel and a hospital for criminals, basically. And so Jodie Foster is the nurse, and Dave Bautista plays Everest. And uh, the line, I love the line there, and uh, uh because she says, uh, she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, this is Everest. And she's like, I bet you know why we call him that. You know, like, he's a big dude. <laughs> and uh, so he's like a nurse's aide, kind of. He, Like, the two of them run the hotel. And there's all these characters and criminals that, that show up. And it's one of those movies that's set in a singular, like, location or single, single building, which is cool. Uh, the only thing I thought was a little awkward was I didn't realize that uh, it was set in a not-so-distant future uh, in a riot-ridden downtown L.A. Oh. Uh, and I'm like, uh... I'm like, there. And that was two years ago. <laughs> um, but it was more for, like, a company, like, turning off everybody's water or something like that. And it was, like... It was something totally, like, different for different reasons. But I was even so, I was like... This is still a little too close to home. Uh, but but it was a good movie. It's kind of one of those things, you know, where you follow the different characters and, and you learn their stories. Oh, it's also got that chick from uh, that, that Bad Mummy movie that came out a few years ago. Um, Sophia something. I Bad think, Mummy movie? Oh, that movie. Yes, <laughs> that Mummy movie. I was thinking you meant, like, Brendan yeah. Fraser Mummy. No, And I was thinking of, like, the dragon one in China. It was really weird. I liked all of those except yeah, that one was weird. But yes, the one with Tom. I was Cruise. thinking that, and then I was like, recent. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, there is a very apparently forgettable mummy movie. Uh, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, something like that. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> I don't even remember who's in it. Uh, I just remember that. Uh, I just remember the actress who who played uh, the mummy in uh, in that movie uh, from the trailers and stuff. But she's in it, and so there's like 
a bank robber guy. There's uh, like some dude from that's in like the mafia, and then she's in a and she's an assassin. Jeff Goldblum is also in it, uh, which is interesting. Uh, okay, Yo. so it's got a it's got a nice little ensemble cast, and it was directed by the guy who wrote Iron Man three. Uh, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, Drew something I forget his name, but uh, it was an. It's actually not a great movie, but it's not terrible either. It was. A, it's an interesting like concept of a movie, and so I appreciated it for that. Uh, of course, you get to see uh, the assassin, and you get to see Everest, uh, Dave Batista. You get to see them, you know, kind of do some action moments. Uh, so it was cool, and uh, yeah, it's it's worth a watch. I watched it free on Amazon Prime. Also, speaking of Amazon, so if anybody's interested, you can go check it out there. Yeah, so that's what I watched. Sweet. I, as I said, I watched Enola. I think it's just called Enola, not Enola Holmes. Uh, but it's about Sherlock Holmes' sister. And I feel like a broken record bringing this up every single time, but it's always Netflix. It has a weird um, tonal issue. Like sounds like they don't know what they want. Yeah, it's so. Hmm. I do appreciate it a lot more with this movie. I really liked this movie. And I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I think it's more worrisome when it's a rated R to PG thirteen hmm. tonal issue where like you're a rated R movie, but you're kind of almost like borderline PG with stuff that's yeah. going on. Um, the Witcher, I kind of had a problem with that. And going to Amazon, um, what was it called? Carnival Row. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Cursed was really bad with this. Cursed wanted to be like a Hunger Games type show, but rated R, and it was really weird um, in its tone. So Enola kind of has the same problem, but it's only like a PG to PG-13 situation huh. where there's like there's a specific spot where just like out of Blue's Clues or Dora, she's like breaks fourth wall and goes, do you have an idea? Oh, and no. It's like, what? That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh. And she breaks the fourth wall through the whole movie, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, but then later on, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, something fairly gruesome happens. Uh, and I was just like kind of shocked because the whole movie had been so fun. But it also kind of throughout it, like uh, she almost gets drowned and there's some very like dark stuff that happens and then it's this very quirky pg movie the rest of the time interesting almost rated g in the way that she breaks the fourth wall and so that was it was weird uh but it was a lot of fun i can't remember her name bobby brown something bobby brown millie bobby brown Uh, she plays millie bobby brown Brown. uh plays 11 in stranger things Mm -hmm. and it's really really cool to see her in this because she kind of broke out of that shell of that character doesn't have a lot of emotions and they're very quiet and they're very like they don't they don't talk a lot uh and so anola talks a ton and she's very clever and she's outsmarting like everyone around her um and so it was cool to see the actress kind of get to play something so different from what we've seen her in so far cool yeah a lot of fun and henry cavill plays a great sherlock holmes uh, you this might is, be kind of surprised by his like emotion if you watch other Sherlock Holmes. This is the one that they got almost got sued or did get sued over, right? Yeah, because he has emotions, <laughs> and that's not something from the original books, but later books that they don't have. That's that creative like freedom, book. son. 
It's crazy. <laughs> what the heck? It, it's weird. Um, but yeah, she he kind of. I, I think it almost makes him a little bit smarter. He understands people's emotions, and so he kind of reacts to them appropriately instead of being cold and you know mm. turning everyone away because it actually wouldn't benefit him. Um, and so I think that they it kind of shows him being intellectual in all aspects. More thoughtful. Huh. Yeah. Emotional and you get to see... intelligence. You would yes. say. <laughs> but I guess, I, get, I guess... Easily hired way... by companies. <laughs> I guess in a way, I guess that's like one of Sherlock's flaws, though, probably according to the rest of what he's in, though. He's like emotionally flawed, like as far right. as... Well, yeah. So he I guess in that way... Facts. Yeah, so I guess in that way that makes sense, but still, I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. It was, it's cool to see, and you get to see him figure things out. I wish that we would have gotten to see Enola do that a little bit more. Mm. Uh, he'll do, if you've watched, like, the Robert Downey Jr. movies, they do an amazing job of him, like, figuring something out, mm-hmm. and it'll take 20 seconds to explain his thought process. Yeah. That has to be, like, in a matter of seconds. Um, you get to see a little bit of that through Sherlock, but I would have liked to see Enola, um, who was also figuring out cases, hmm. how to do the same thing. Would have been fun. She didn't really do much of that, but... I don't know. I like it if you're looking for... If you're okay with kids' movies, I'd say go ahead and watch it. Know that it is PG-13. Um, so there is, like, a couple darker things that happen. Nothing crazy. Um, nothing that would be outside of, like, a Marvel super... You know, a Marvel movie or something. Um, I just don't want to give things away. Hmm. Uh, so probably, like, not for little, little kids, but you're going to be watching it feeling half the time like you should be watching it with little, little kids. Uh, and I don't know if so everyone's going to like that or not. It's more like uh, a young teen kind of audience, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Other than that, like, it was it was enjoyable. It was fun. I liked it. Um, I don't know. I'm sure that a lot of people have a lot of problems with it. I could see that being a thing. As the world does with everything these days. So maybe. Yeah. It's also very political <laughs> um, socially. So there's, oh, okay. there's that, too. Um, again. I can see people getting mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good things. Uh, and yeah, that's all I watched. So we'll get into the movie news. Cool. Movie news. Yeah. So remember Avatar? We're not talking yes. Last Airbender. We're not uh. talking about that trash movie. <laughs> We're talking about the other Avatar movie. Wait, which trash movie? No, just kidding. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, it didn't happen. Yeah. So avatar it was very popular when it came out back in 2009 with all the blue people and everyone farmville territory yeah uh (laughs) people thought it was pretty cool um and i know a handful of people who don't like it at all but you know what i think everyone can agree that back at that moment at the end 2009 that like the graphics and the or the visuals yeah, were just stunning yeah, it was amazing. a technical piece you know it's honestly, one of those yeah. benchmarks in technology especially for 3d yeah and mm-hmm. and honestly it's yeah i feel like everyone can kind of agree like it, it just looks really good whether or not they it's, appreciate the story or characters it's like, like the nickelback of movies like it's kind of cool to hate on these days <laughs> it is really? really cool to hate on it yeah it's uh-huh. my favorite pocahontas adaption <laughs> yeah i still like it for sure Fern i think Gully. for me it's like the, the world captured me really well and uh mm-hmm. and guess what we're, we're seeing more of it um mm-hmm. not super soon but like kind of soon so it's actually happening yeah for sure like <laughs> we've been sort of talked about like how they've been trying to make 
more movies, but again, this thing came out in 2009. But guess what? The second Avatar movie is done filming. It's it's done filming. Avatar 3 is almost done filming. Good. And they're trying to take for the technical stuff, for the technological exactly. stuff to happen. So, right, it's like, you know, it's 2020 now. Um, Avatar 2 is set for 2022. Because, again, yeah, it's crazy. The filming's whatever for them. It's it's all <laughs> the technicality stuff. It's all the, the crazy world building. And um, that's going to throw them into a loop. But they're, they're aiming for Avatar 2 for 2022. So, again, that's over 10 years after the first one. And the third one, again, this we don't know how long coronavirus is going to be around. We don't really have a clear idea of it. But if things go as planned, the third one will be out in 2024. We're talking two sequels with like two years apart from each other following a movie that came out over 10 years ago. That's cool. That's insane. I'm so excited. That's crazy. James Cameron is crazy we know this we knew this already i guess but <laughs> he directed um, one of my favorite movies of all time terminator 2 so i, I trust yeah <laughs> um i think again i don't really care about the story it's not like i watched the first one for the story it's for the world and atmosphere and characters right. so like if as long as the second and third one have that like i'll, I'll probably watch it if it's ex- expanding Ooh. this new thing because honestly it's like an original it still feels original like it, it's mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they're milking this. Well, from my perspective, I do know that they they threw in some like Avatar stuff at um, I think Universal Studios. Universal? Yeah, Universal. No, it's at Disney. Disney has oh, it in Dis- the Animal oh, Kingdom. Oh my gosh, that was before they had it Universal like years ago. Yeah, and well, then um, before they bought Fox, Disney had uh, like part of the Avatar Pandora thing in the Animal Kingdom. Yeah, You're crazy. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But besides like that, I don't know. I feel like like no one's talked about Avatar. It's not like they're trying to... It just feels fresh again. It feels like a nice reminder mm-hmm. of something that was really cool a long time ago. And like, yeah, it's maybe... technologically just insane. Yeah. It's like they might be doing it for money, I guess. But I feel like there's so much money, so much money going into it that... I don't know. Uh, let's just say I'm actually excited for them. Which is weird, because I usually am not excited for, like, series revivals. I'm not usually excited for um, sequels in general. But, I don't know, Avatar, like, Avatar was, yes, kind of a Pocahontas ripoff, but it was still original. Like, still everything about it, besides Mm -hmm. the story, was very original. It wasn't a sequel or a reboot. Exactly. There's there's so much world to explore, and that's what they're going to do with the second and third one, so... I'm honestly pretty excited. I'm also reminded that uh, the developers of the division at Ubisoft are still working on that game too, so that we're gonna get probably a big Avatar oh game around the same gosh, time. Gosh, I didn't even think about Which that. Which we did right. get one, I think during the first movie, and it wasn't very good, but it was fun. Yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, um, that's just something I'm gonna be looking forward to. Um, speak of reboots, well, I guess not speak of reboots. Speaking of reviving old series, perhaps in the form of a reboot. Um, <laughs> so it is a reboot. I'm great at segues. So <laughs> Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins it's, is, is a movie. It's, it's coming out. Um, it's a spinoff, but it's going to be a reboot. 
of the G.I. Joe series. It's been a long time since it's been a G.I. Joe movies uh, movie, um, if I remember correctly. But uh, And yeah. honestly, I, I heard that um, this movie, Snake Eyes, was supposed to actually come out this year. But yeah. it's just pushed back for yeah. obvious reasons. <laughs> but what's cool is that um, Snake Eyes is going to be played by Henry Golding. Who's the guy in Crazy Rich Asians, which is an amazing movie. If you haven't watched it, I need to watch it. that movie still. It's an amazing movie. Well, and and probably even better book. My sister read the book and loves it. But um, anyway, if you like the G.I. Joe franchise, um, tell us what you think of this. If you're excited about a reboot, if you're excited about Snake Eyes, if you're excited or just absolutely not, you're like, this is a stupid idea. I hate <laughs> this. It should die. We want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any opinions on it. Do you guys have any opinions on G.I. Joe? I'm still upset that Transformers a... 3 <laughs> didn't have the G.I. Joes come and create a setup for Cobra Con Alliance. And so since then, I've been mad at G.I. Joe. <laughs> You're not on speaking terms. Yeah. I watched the cartoons back in the day, and that was kind of it. Like, I remember going to see that first movie in theaters and just laughing at it I bet the, the cartoons time. had Cobra Con Alliance. Uh, I don't remember if the cartoons did. I'm pretty sure that's a comic book thing, though. It's definitely a comic book thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's uh, that's why I guess we want to hear from people is because we're not really <laughs> that knowledgeable about G.I. Joe. So. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. It's like... When I think of I I I loop in GI Joe with like Barbie, yeah, it comes from toys. It's it's the uh, it's it's the product that uh, if your if your sister needed something a little more manlier than a Ken doll, they'd take your GI Joe or Max yeah. Steel. <laughs> hey. That was like, yeah, that's what my sister used to use, like my GI Joes for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I just had Shang from Mulan. He was my he was my Ken. <laughs> there you he's go. amazing and he's not in the newest Mulan movie so new Mulan bad that's all I have to say about that he's the best freaking character okay um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about G.I. Joe I, I don't think there's anything more to say about that um, yeah. finally uh, more Black Adam news or at least not necessarily official confirmation news but better than nothing we've been getting a lot um, of that lately I thought it yeah, was yeah I was going to say we. it was like nothing for so long, and all of a sudden we're getting lots of Black Adam news, which is pretty exciting, I think. It's like a drip feed. feed. Like, really rolling. Um, but they casted, um, or they're, they casted Aldous Hodge to be in the movie. And if you don't know that mm. name, he's from The Invisible Man, which um, I never watched, but I heard it was oh. really good. Yeah, I heard it was good. I heard it was it's on HBO good. Max now. I should watch it. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be the DC hero. Whatever that is, we're not. It's that's not, not really hundred percent confirmed, but um, supposedly it's going to be Hawkman. Okay. Yeah. Which That'd is, cool. I think it's cool think because it's, cool. I, it's like I, I don't think we've seen Hawkman in like live action. Legends of Tomorrow in uh, okay. the Flaro universe. Yeah. But TV. You get to see not movies. Yeah, right. not movies. Yeah, and he's not a huge part of what's going on. It's more about Hawkgirl and that. Um, but they're both from Egypt, which makes a lot of sense for Black Adam, since he's going to be in Egypt mm-hmm. for them to kind of coexist. I know most of my Hawkman lore from from that TV show. 
Nice. I, yeah. I don't, because I don't really follow DC. I forget um, the name of Black Adam's Kingdom at the moment, but yeah, it's that type of... that's It's that area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going to be cool. Um, it's going to be in our classic, like, anti-hero, close to villain, fighting another, like, kind of anti-hero. Kind of like a Deadpool, a little bit. Who was the villain in Deadpool? Yeah. I don't even remember. Which Deadpool? The first, first one? one. I never saw the second one. I don't remember uh, at the moment. The first one, it was... I can't remember his name. Francis. Oh, oh yeah! Francis. He used to yeah. make fun no, of his no. name. It was Francis. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Francis? Yeah, that's who it was. But yeah, more Black Adam news is always welcome, honestly. Because mm-hmm. that, that movie's a long time coming. Been yeah. Time coming. <laughs> that's, that's all our movie news, though. Cool. Well, we're getting to TV. Like I said, I didn't watch any TV. But Shelly, you said you've seen a bunch of stuff. Well, I only saw one show, but I watched a lot of this one show. Okay. <laughs> because I don't think I actually ended up watching more Persona 5 anime this week. Or else I would also talk about that. But it's a cool show. So I started watching The Chosen um, oh, with cool. my yeah. husband. Because he, as as much as anyone else, has been getting ads for it. Because that's the thing. You always see these <laughs> in ads. Um, but he's like, you know, it actually seems interesting. And, I mean, it's a free app that you can stream. Mm-hmm. So it's not right. like you actually had to pay anything. So, um, I mean, you can donate. They give you, like, options to donate. Um, I need to pick it back up. Yeah, so we've seen, like, five episodes at this point, I believe. Um, and we really like it. Um, it's a really cool sort of take on the gospel. Um, how it really presenting it as, like, a, a story with, like, really fleshed out characters. Because, like, mm-hmm. you read the Bible and you see... It's really easy to just sort of, like, see names and be like, Oh, Peter, you know, Simon did this. Or Andrew did that. Said this thing. There's a miracle. Cool. It's, right. like, really easy to be desensitized for that. At least for me, someone who's read the Gospels a lot. Right. You're um, introduced into... It's Peter, right? That gets into the brawl. First thing you meet him. Yeah, first thing you meet is Peter's in a fight and Andrew is helping him try to get <laughs> money in a bet. Um... And the comedy's really good. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's like there's that sounds humor. weird to say like, for a movie or a show like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so cool because it like obviously it's so it's so interpretive. So like mm-hmm. they give every person um, sort of important person in the Bible they like or not in the Bible the whole Bible uh, in the gospel at least um, <laughs> like sort of a, a background really fleshing them out and it's all interpreted. It's not trying to advertise as like, oh, this is what happened. It's not trying to be like a historical piece necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does a really good job fleshing out characters. Like you see Peter's relationship with his wife. You see his relationship with his family. Um, Matthew is my favorite character. Um, and you see his life as a taxpayer or as a tax collector and how everyone hates him, including the Romans. Um, and the Romans just sort of kind of like, you're just a weird guy because he has like a lot of quirks. He's really nervous, um, but he's like really smart and just kind of speaks his mind. He doesn't really like, he just kind of says things. And when people are trying to check him, he's just like, huh, what about this? Like, I think this is important. Um, so he's great. Like he, he becomes friends with a dog cause no one else wants to be friends with him. Um, Aww. I think like one of the coolest parts of the show is that, um, Jesus doesn't feel like the main character. 
Um, there oh, cool. are some episodes that have slightly more focus on him, but it's he never is the main focus. Um, he's always sort of like a side character, which is really interesting. Um, hmm. But cool because it's like you follow instead you follow um, Peter slash Simon, uh, you follow Matthew, and um, you follow Nicodemus, and which is cool because like Nicodemus you know, one of the head of the Pharisees um, really shows him and presents him as this like sort of questioning Pharisee, like are we doing things the way things should be done? Like maybe we should. It definitely gave me a new perspective. I've only watched the first episode. Um, Yeah. It gave a really like new perspective of the Pharisees for me Mm -hmm. to kind of see him like he's not super self-righteous. He's just like, it's it's all that he knows. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But it it gives you, like, just, it fleshes out everyone so much, so you're like, oh, these are real people, and that's what's cool, and and the payoffs, um, like, with miracles are, feel really real, because in the Bible we know that, um, when Jesus calls, uh, Simon and Andrew, uh, it's when they were fishing all night, and, uh, he's just like, hey, can you cast your net? And they're just like, man, we've been fishing all night, but okay, we're not going to get anything. And then they end up getting a whole boat full of fish. And then they start following Jesus. Um, In the the show, there's such a lead up to that because, um, like, I I don't necessarily want to be too spoilery because it's not, like, biblical, I guess. So it's not like you actually know what's happening. Um, But they're just in a lot of debt and they, like, need to pay money. And so basically... um, Simon slash Peter is spending this entire night just like trying to fish and trying to fish so desperately because he knows that morning the Romans are going to take him and his family and get him arrested. Like it's a real threat and you've seen this build up and this struggle that he's having. And then um, he sees Jesus and Jesus is like, cast your net. Yeah. And and Peter's like, excuse me? Like <laughs> we've been trying <laughs> all night. Um, and then, yeah, the payoff just feels like s- super real. That's cool. Um, so I, I, I'm really digging it. There's still some, there are some things that I feel like aren't necessarily super biblical, some interpretations, um, but I don't think it's trying to advertise as a replacement to the Bible at all. Like it's, I think it's right. serving its purpose. It, it, it's trying to present like a idea of what the culture looked like, which I think it does really well of like this, this Jewish culture steeped in scripture um, that everyone's really familiar with the scripture, but people are like, who's this Jesus guy? And um, you see John the Baptist. Um, and like, what does Pharisee culture look like? And how does that differentiate from like a regular citizen? Uh, what's Roman occupation look like? So I think it does that. It sets the stage really well. So if you're reading Gospels, you, you kind of have a better idea of what you're looking at. And it helps um, show that everyone in the Gospel is like a real person. Um, and even like Jesus is like, he's human. There's, um, one episode where some kids find, some kids find him at his camp that he's camping out at. Um, and they're just like, what are you making there, mister? And he's just like, oh, I'm making a lock. It's gonna, it's gonna turn into a lock and key. And I'm just (laughs) like, oh, of course, like you're a carpenter. Of course you'd be doing that. He like the rest of the episode, he's just like making stuff. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't even think about that when I'm reading the gospels, but like that makes perfect sense. (laughs) So um, again, it's not meant to be a replacement for the Gospels, but I think it's a really cool um, interpretation and does, again, lots of good setup for, like, the culture, the setting, the environment, and yeah, that sort of thing. 
I'm only like, oh. I think we're we're over halfway through at this point. There's like eight episodes, I think. We're like on six. Okay. I need so. to catch up on it. Yeah. I recommend it, though. It, again, it's free. Is there only one season right now? Yes, but they're crowdfunding for a second season. And okay. you, on the app, you can look and see what the progress is on that. Cool. So that's pretty neat. I've had the yeah. app downloaded. I just need to watch it. It sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, that's fine. It's not like you have to like it, but I, I think it's kind of neat. It's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, and then on the opposite spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible human being, and I've been watching The Boys still. The holiest TV uh, show to the unholiest <laughs> TV show. Yeah, uh, I, I did watch. I did watch the latest episode. Oh, cool! Okay. I think I'm close. I'm not quite at the latest episode, but I've binge mm-hmm. watched all of season one uh in like a week which was which was great uh, and uh watched i think like maybe three or four episodes of season two which has been just as crazy if not more and it's it's fun to see things actually escalate and progress like story mm-hmm. arcs that would take some shows multiple seasons to like actually get to um so it feels like the show isn't going to be one of those ones that lasts forever and it, mm-hmm. it seems like it's going to I'd say it's, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, obviously, but I'd say it's probably got maybe a few more seasons, depending on how, how they roll with it, but there's been a lot of really good progress uh, that's been satisfying, especially the characters. Characters are still very well acted and written. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still hate Homelander with a passion. Um, that dude They've announced just... a spinoff that they're, like, fast-tracking. Oh, really? Uh, what, what, so what is it? It's about uh, a college of soups uh, okay so they're gonna milk it that way okay all right which is weird. never mind never mind i i was giving them credit for actually developing a good show and not worrying about how long it was gonna last but never yeah mind. well that might mean that they you know shut this one down though, yes quickly yes and then have the spinoff kind of take its place yeah immediately after they're gonna pull um, a walking dead um except yeah, a lot the sooner. last episode um makes me really think they shouldn't go with the college and they should mm. go with the theme of the last episode hmm. uh, for a spinoff but yeah they only got two more episodes right because i think season one was only eight episodes oh yeah i think so so if they're sticking with eight then we're almost there uh yeah it's it's good i don't have much more to say about it um it's a really well-produced show it's not good in that i recommend everybody to watch it i recommend right. dark you... I recommend you do your research before you watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shocking. I yeah. think is probably the best word for it. <laughs> I got my parents watching it now, too, though. <laughs> oh. And they, I mean, they watch stuff like that, like some of the more mature shows. And it's been cool yeah. to, like, because the last couple shows I've watched, I've been like, okay, you have to watch this. And then they binge watch multiple episodes in one sitting. And they're like, <laughs> wow. this is good. <laughs> this is crazy. And so I'm just happy that uh, I can bring better shows in my household and instead of them watching trash television there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah be prepared to be shocked yeah uh, well that's what that's twisted. what i that's what i told them i said be ready <laughs> well we get into tv here a couple of superhero shows have been announced uh the first is peacemaker and if you're wondering what superhero peacemaker is he is uh john cena's character in the suicide squad movie that's coming out mm-hmm. and apparently james gunn got bored during quarantine so he wrote a tv series about peacemakers i was trying to figure out i was like why him yeah uh but because he was bored so i guess uh that's what you do 
and then it got greenlit somehow um this kind of on a whim show so i don't know if that means that he's immortal in uh immortalized in the new suicide squad movie or maybe it's a prequel and it's about him before the suicide squad movie who knows uh, but he's basically what I imagine LJ will get is like Homelander of uh, DC. He's uh, very like he's not like a Superman, but he's very more of like a Captain America. That's how John Cena put it. He's Captain America, oh, okay. but a jerk. And that's cool. So I can kind of see him thinking that he's a big superhero, and he's actually just like a really pompous yeah. uh, Punisher. <laughs> That'd be so, cool. We'll see how that how that goes. And then on the other side of that, Disney Plus has announced Nick Fury, which again I would think would just be Agents of Shield, uh, but it's not going to be. I I have a feeling. I think I read somewhere, but I I don't know um, if it was confirmed or not. But most likely, what's going to happen here is end of Spider Man Homecoming. No, Far From Home. Uh, there is an end credit scene that kind of could be a jumping off point yeah. for Nick Fury. Um, has to do with some scrolls. So, I would imagine that that's what the show's about, but I, I don't know. Um, we'll have to see. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of bummed because I'm like, I just want it to be an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Like, yeah. just bring in and like, everyone. I <laughs> liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. up until, like, I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. suffered the most from trying to keep up with what was happening in the Marvel Universe. Because mm-hmm. then after Winter Soldier... You know, S.H.I.E.L.D. got basically disbanded. And so I'm like, to me, that killed the whole concept of the show. You know, like... Right. So I, that's that's what I was kind of bummed out by, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I liked it. I mean, I still liked it from what I watched, but this feels like they could do a better version of that. But it won't mm-hmm. be. It'll be something different. I'm sure that it's completely separate. Yeah, uh, it is. But I think it would be great if uh, they brought in characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I don't think they'll do that by any means, but I think that would be really cool Coulson. to bring in Quake. Yeah, Coulson, Quake, uh, which is Daisy. Um, some of the bigger characters mm-hmm. in that show. Um, I really think that Quake uh, deserved to be in that, uh, in the endgame Infinity War stuff, along with the Defenders. Uh, probably more so than the Defenders, being one of the first spinoffs of the movies. Yeah. But plus, she's super powerful. Like, if you're going to have them in the same universe, then she deserved to be there. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that it's just disconnected now. Mm-hmm. It's not what we were promised. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is the news. Nick Fury is probably not coming out for quite a while. It's just kind of greenlit. No mm-hmm. um, we've got so many other shows coming out beforehand. Um, stuff we haven't seen ads for, like Loki, She Hulk, things like that. That's mm-hmm. true. You guys geeking out about anything else this week? Yes, I have a, a, a small thing. Uh, I actually, uh, the publisher uh, hooked me up a few weeks back, but I just haven't been able to sit down and read it until recently. But uh, it's called Dominion. It's a comic, and they have mm-hmm. chapter one out now. And you could buy a digital version or a print version on their website. And uh, they were kind enough to send a few Christian uh, content creators uh, some some copies, and so I hit them up for one, and it's really cool. And it's basically the way they describe it is like Star Wars meets Narnia, and the Narnia thing comes from that like all the characters are like anthropomorph- anthropomorphic animals, but it's a re- it's like a retelling of the Book of Samuel, but through this 
sci-fi universe with with these characters and stuff. So Whoa. you have you have Saul, and then uh, I'm assuming David's gonna come up at some point. Um, but it gives you it gives you this little rundown of like the world and some of the locations up in space, uh, like at the beginning of the comic. And uh, it's interesting because you know they're gonna build up to that David and Goliath fight um, at some point in in a next issue because they show like a footprint and it's this like mech thing and so they they call it like a Goliath mech or something and I'm like that is so cool I feel like I probably just spoiled an important part of it but uh, it's it's a short comic it's a it's like a first issue they I think chapter two is coming out in the next couple months but it's really cool it's the art is awesome and uh, yeah I recommend checking it out. It's uh, it's really neat, and uh, you can buy one uh, digitally from from them on their website. Uh, it's cool though. Cool. So that's it. Awesome. You can add about anything else, Chili? Um, nope. Not that I can think All of. All right. LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ, and you can find me streaming on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel on Fridays. Twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. Cool. And Chili. You can find me on Twitter at the shellshock24, and you can find me generally on Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash geeksandgrace, playing whatever. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.